You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are very welcome. I am Ahanu, and this is my lovely Angel Rose. Great news. There's a very strong possibility that Angel Rose and I will be moving to Sedona. Angel Rose is very excited about that, even though she doesn't look it right now, because <laughs> When we first met, she talked me into visiting Sedona and that was a very exciting time. And those red rocks are marvelous. And of course, it feels like we're being drawn to the vortexes. At some point in time, we will ask questions in the Akashic Records all about those vortexes. But right now, our study today is about death. And the reason it's coming up is because I am in the process of relaunching my book, which is about the death of my first son. And so all of this past life memory, not so much past life memories, but past, past memories of his death were coming up for me in the rewriting and re-releasing of that book, which was originally called The Reincarnation of Columbus. And I've turned it into three separate books because there's really three separate and distinct phases, let's call it, to the release of guilt and sadness and sorrow and trauma all around his death and in going through those three new books now all of these issues around death were coming up and the releasing of death and pain and trauma so the kinds of questions we're going to be asking today are about death what is the real purpose of death is it just something that we've made up and I gotta put my glasses on. <laughs> Otherwise I can't see what Engel Rose has written here. And uh, after we let go of 3D, where do we end up? What, what's the next thing after that? And is there such a thing as our original self? Does our mission begin after death or has it begun before? And what's the purpose of reliving past memories? Does the process of healing grief need the reliving of old memories so they're the kinds of questions we're going to go through today let me explain what context this is sure so in, in hanu writing his book he was reading it to me as he was writing it and um and i was right there with him like as he was reading and reliving his experience about his son i could feel all the emotions of it myself and it impacted me quite deeply even though it's been some years and I've known about this for a long time. But it, it, I was curious about death itself because I have always had an issue with death. I've never been able to quite wrap my head around the sanity of it. And so I want to ask Source what Source has to What's the correct perspective about death? I mean, how should we be looking at it? And not only that, because we're in this time period of great cleansing right now, where we're really being asked to let the, our old 3D paradigm go and let it die. And when you choose the, the higher dimension or the higher earth, once you make that decision, you know, which is to move into more love, I found that I started having all these old memories surface for me. It seemed like that was part of the cleansing. Like I had to remember all these 
memories to get them out of my cells. So I'm, I want to ask Source about the necessity of that or the fact that periodically we just recycle through memories like Rahana with his son and me with some death that I've experienced in my life. It seems like we just recycle through the memories at odd times. It would just pop into your mind and you might be reliving the whole scenario in detail. So, you know, to me that says it's still in your cellular structure. So I'm curious about this whole process. So that's really the foundation for why we're asking these questions today. Yeah. Okay, so let's begin uh, with pointing out that the before we began the recording of this, we did say the Akashic prayer, which we teach also in Angel Rose's course on how to read the Akashic records. You'll find information about that on all of our websites, angelrose.com, ahanu.com, worldofempowerment.com, and more. But in, this, in the saying of that prayer, one of the first things that I saw in relation to these questions was that we are framing a lot of things in our own minds and that's the perspective that we come at from a lot of these things and that's why Angel Rose was keen to find what is source's perspective on it as opposed to our own and the other thing that I saw also in the initial phases of it was that it looked like we build up almost like a builder would build a house it, it's like we build up our own framework of our understanding of what death is, perhaps from childhood up or maybe even from past lives up. But certainly we seem to build up an understanding of what we believe that death is. And I think that by asking these questions of source in the Akashic Records, we're hoping that we may be able to tear down all those preconceived ideas and we may be able to um, like destroy that building, let's say, that is built on false premises and look afresh with clean, clear, new eyes on what death actually is. So that's what the first thing I saw. Did you see something too? Well, when we said the prayer, I just saw emerald green light everywhere. And the feeling I have is this is what the earth is in right now. It's in, in a collective healing. And I think that's important to say because I'm not looking at catastrophe. I'm looking at healing, the green, the emerald green ray of healing. Which is the heart chakra. Being, yeah, <laughs> being blessed upon the planet. So that's what I got so okay. far. All right. So our first question, if I can find my glasses again. Our first question is, what's the best... What is source's perspective? What is source's perspective on death? Okay, so give me a minute here. Well, of course, it's giving me the source type of answer because it said... What death? <laughs> Which would be in true source style. Basically that there is no death, there's only eternal life. And so the fact that we experience what we call bodily death basically is a mistaken perception. So in other words, this isn't something that has been dictated by source as a natural part of life. This is a mistake to be corrected. Because the truth is, is that literally there is no death on any level. And, and the, 
the idea that we go through a perception of death and an experience of death is really just a conditioning in our minds. It's a mistake in our minds. So just a second. Now we have to understand that we create all of our experiences and belief is a very powerful thing. Didn't Source once say that faith can move mountains? Oh, so that's how strong belief systems are and programming. So the perspective it would like us to have about that experience is that nothing is really going on. You know, you perceive that a body is dying, but in terms of life, death can't touch life. Okay, so it's a mistaken belief that we put ourselves through because of our belief systems. Um, I'm not getting there's any judgment about it. In a, in a way, it doesn't phase source that we go through those experiences because all there is is eternal life. So, in other words, we'll do it as long as we think we believe in it and we need to do it. Um, as long as we think we're connected to cycles and um, we believe we're part of nature. And these are the cyclic beliefs of nature. Okay, just a second. So the perspective it would like us to have is that it does nothing and life is eternal. Okay. Okay, our next question. Are we moving to the fifth dimension or is that just something we all made up? So like Source said, you know, we're in belief systems of cycles. And going to another dimension is a cyclical belief. So on one level, yes, we are moving to a higher dimension. It's not calling it the fifth. It's saying we're moving to a higher dimension, which means a higher state of consciousness. Um, but we've got it all connected to cycles, which, which, yeah, which are belief systems we have about nature and the cosmos. So the truth is, is that you rise and fall in consciousness all the time and you fluctuate back and forth to what we call different dimensional spaces. Sometimes you're in a very high dimension, sometimes you're in a very low dimension. You move between dimensions all the time. So when we talk about the physical earth ascending, quote-unquote, to a higher dimension, if the collective consciousness is there as a group, it will move this physical ball that we're on to a higher consciousness space, which will be more stable. Does that answer it for you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, next question. Where do we end up after we let go of all our 3D stuff? 
Well, source is not really talking about a place. It's just saying that you end up freer and with a greater ability to to move, um, to create, to perceive an expansion of perception. So once you let go, and what we're talking about are belief systems in the third dimension that are very limiting and suppressive and things that you may have within you that are unhealed, such as guilt and judgment and trauma and all of that. Once you let go of that and you're free of that, basically you're, you're freer in yourself. So you end up in a greater, more expansive consciousness of freedom. So it's not like you go anywhere. Your consciousness expands and consciousness expansion allows for higher frequencies Okay, which which in themselves are expansive, if you know what I mean. Uh, consciousness so you, expansion allows for what? It allows for your ability to move to higher frequencies and dimensions, where before, if you're carrying the old 3D belief system, you're kind of bound at a particular frequency range, which is based on limitation. Okay. So you have greater mobility when you free yourself of old dogmas, okay? Okay. Uh, is there any such thing as our original self? Do we have an original self? Yes, you do have an original self, and that original self is made in God's image and its spirit. That's your original self. The original beautiful being um, that follows the pattern of eternal life. That's your original self. You all have that within. It's still there. It's intact. You haven't lost it. You don't have to go find it because it's still within you. It's just a matter of focusing your attention on it, clearing away the cobwebs that are in the way, and perhaps do some daily meditation so you can go within um, to find that space in yourself that's there. After death, does our, does our mission begin then or uh, does it, or when? <laughs> it doesn't begin after you die, okay? Because your consciousness it will shift somewhat from releasing the body, but you won't have instant enlightenment. You still have your belief systems that go with you and your spirit. But what can, what can happen while you're still here in your body is the more stuff you clear away, you might have a greater clarity of what you plan to do while you are here and how you may be needed um, to facilitate this type of process for other people. Okay, so you'll get clearer on what the heck you're doing here when so many people are lost about that. You're getting greater clarity when you connect to your own inner self. You know, so in a sense, your mission begins once you remove all of the cobwebs and the debris in your consciousness that are there to cloud you and trip you up 
and keep you limited. So once you clear those away, in a sense, you're back to your original pure self. And when you're in that place, then you also can gain the clarity about yourself and what you're here to do. What is the purpose of reliving past memories? Oh, that's a good question. Why do we cycle through these memories? Well, Source is saying it's actually part of the brain function. You know, memory is part of the brain, actively part of the brain. And you could be doing something that puts you in a different frequency range temporarily, where a lot of old memories will come up to the surface to be released. So in a way, it is connected to the opportunity um, to release old imprints out of the self. But basically it's saying memories and, the, and how they resurface as part of a brain function. It's just what it does. Okay, but it's what you do with it that determines whether you keep remembering those things or not. So the best thing to do is just let them cycle through, let the memories come, watch them as an observer, and then feel what they feel, and then just move on. So let me draw a distinction in that. We're talking specifically now about painful memories, right? Because it could be any memories. But what, what if somebody had a, like a loving memory, a happy memory? Hmm? Is that an opportunity to be released out of the cells in the same way? Well, yeah, it's all it's all about that because, in a way, um, you just want yourself pure and clean. And memories, positive memories, can keep you bound to the past just as much as a negative memory. Right. So if they resurface, resurface, sources basically saying. Enjoy the memory, watch it, and then it'll fade. And then you'll be moved on to the present moment, you know? Okay. So the most important thing, whether it's positive or negative, is don't judge it. Don't try to analyze it. You know, try not to be, have such, don't, don't have an emotional charge about it. Put yourself in the position of an observer. And just let yourself watch it and feel it. Because it's just energy cycling. And if you just are willing to just let it be without judgment, it'll move on out because it's energy. Okay. And you can watch yourself. You can say, well, look at that memory. And you find, are you still reacting to it the same way? Are you reacting to it differently? Does it still have a huge charge for you? Or has it subsided somewhat in terms of its emotional charge and in a way that's how you know if you're if you've let go or you've healed things because you won't have such a an emotional charge right but well, that leads us to the last question which is does the process of healing grief need the reliving of those old memories well you know source is saying in a way, yes, because it's in there. You know, if it's still in there, you're gonna remember it, okay? So does it need it? It's not like it's a, a, re, a list of requirements. It's not a requirement. 
but it's just what happens. It's just the way the body-mind works. Okay, that if it's in there and it's got a charge, it'll resurface and cycle around. And you get to relook at it again. Okay, so every time you relook at it, though, and you can watch whether you still have the charge or not, you can tell if you're healing it, if you have less of a charge. If you can watch it as an observer, as an event in your life, without any sort of judgment or blame or anything attached like that, you just watch it and then you let it move through, then you'll know you've started to heal things. Okay, but this, this isn't about that we have to get rid of our memories. We don't have to get rid of our memories. We just need to let them be as part of us, as part of our experience. Let them cycle through, see what you've learned from it perhaps, or, or measure yourself against how you were then as to how you are now. And just watch it like a movie and, and let it go and just see how you react. Because the biggest problem from what I've seen is that we're, we get enmeshed in reactions, okay? And reactions tell us where our consciousness is. So with anything, it's like, watch how you react, you know, to see where you are. And you'll know by how you're reacting whether you've got something balanced or you don't. Okay, so it's really an issue of don't lie to yourself, just watch yourself, okay? Okay. Because energy is energy, and, and memories are energy, okay? And so if you just let it be, it's kind of like when you start to learn to meditate, right? And your mind comes up with all these thoughts, and they're in the way, and you're trying to get rid of them, when all you really have to do is let them flow through, and then all of a sudden there won't be any anymore, you know? Yes, yeah. Good. Like, a, the kind of like, don't be in resistance about it. Don't fight it. Just let it be. And, you know, it's kind of like, no matter how many times you re remember something, it's still the same process. It's still there because it's in there and you get to measure how you react. Okay? And you'll know, you're, you'll, you'll know when you're healed when something doesn't move you off your state of balance anymore. Okay? Right. Very good. Okay. So that brings us to the end. But before we finish... I'd like to read a little summary of what we've covered, uh, what I like to call the profundities. These are the profound statements from the Akashic Records. And on the first question about death, on asking Source about death, Source said, what death? <laughs> that would be Source, sorry. Death is a mistake to be corrected in our minds. We create all our experiences because Belief is a powerful co-creator. Death can't touch life. There is no judgment around death because life is eternal. We will do death as long as we believe in it. And in connection with the questions about the fifth dimension, we are in belief systems of cycles and the fifth dimension is a cyclical belief about nature and the cosmos. We move between dimensions all the time. After the 3D dimension, we end up freer and with greater ability to co-create. 
consciousness expansion allows for higher frequencies. And the question about the original self, we have an original self made in God's image that follows the co-creation of eternal life. Our mission shifts somewhat after death, but our sole purpose began at the point of our original creation. Our mission doesn't begin after death. No, our mission shifts somewhat after death, but our sole purpose began. That's what I understood you to say. Well, our mission, let's just say can get activated Let's say you're, you live your whole life and you're not doing your mission because you're so clouded with belief systems and programs. And when you clear all those, all of a sudden it becomes really clear to you what you're doing here. And that can happen while you're still in the body. Because after death, consciousness is consciousness. So right. you're still in your consciousness when, when you pass on. So I can take out what that thing about shifts somewhat after that, but the yeah. sentence should be, our sole purpose began at the point of original creation. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And in connection with the uh, healing memories, reliving past memories is part of our brain function. Painful or happy memories are connected to the opportunity to be released out of ourselves. Past memories are necessary because if they're in your cells, the body-mind must release them. Watch your memories as an observer so that they can be recycled through and in that way be healed. We are enmeshed in reactions. They, these are Oh, I'm sorry, I can't read my own writing. We are enmeshed in reactions. Uh, and I think it says, um, re reactions are a measure of consciousness. Is that correct? Did That's I get correct. that right? Yeah. Whether you're healed or you're not. Depends yeah, on it's your a reactions. Measure. The reactions, yeah. So like clearly, the more you react from an ego perspective, the lower the level of consciousness, right? Or the lower the frequency, let's well, say. Well, I wouldn't put that on anybody, but I would just say it's just an indication that you still have things to heal. Yes. Because you're not in balance beautiful. at that point. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, that brings us to the end of our session. We want to thank you clearly and sincerely for being with us. And thanks to Angel Rose for downstepping this information from the Akashic Records. That has helped me hugely understand that whole process that we've been going through with these books on death and the release of grief. Thank you. Thank you. And bye-bye. Till next time. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now.